Hello and welcome to the Gagan Press, part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. Over the next 20 minutes or so, we'll be talking about all things Liverpool. And today is the time for the end of season awards, which we'll be doing a little bit later on. My name is Andrew Hesbeth, and it's time to introduce you to my top red. It's Alex Purdy. Hello. How are you? I'm all good. I had a, a massive weekend celebrating after all of that. Um, yeah. And just so, so over the moon that it's finally over. And we've got 99 points and we've lifted the Prem. Uh, were you one of those people that went up and was like celebrating outside Danfield with you? <laughs> no, no, I, I safely social distanced, like I've been advised to. <laughs> That's good to hear. All right, um, so let's get on with it. So first section about last night. Uh, well, obviously, the, the big news from yesterday is that uh, Klopp has been awarded the LMA Manager of the Year. No surprises there. Uh, but the really lovely thing was that they did it with a little video from Sir Alex Ferguson uh, in which he uh, revealed that Klopp had rang him up at three in the morning uh, as soon as Liverpool as soon as Liverpool won the title. Uh, what did you make of that first? Did you see that? Did you see the, the clip I did. I did see the video. And before I clicked on it, I was like, well, this is the last person I want to hear from because I despise the guy. But surprisingly <laughs> and a bit annoyingly, no, he spoke on. very he spoke very well. Um and it was quite a funny video in the end, hearing that little story about Klopp waking him up at 3am. I always, I always find it amazing when you see like these legendary figures like Strike Ferguson and then Wenger and Mourinho's not quite the same because he's obviously moved to other clubs, but mm. you get these like these icons and then as soon as they retire, they just lose all of that, um, all of that bias and rivalry and he's just, I know, he's just it's annoying. So <laughs> about Klopp. It's weird, I didn't know how to feel about it and I see I saw like in the comments and stuff on Twitter and social media just all the main United fans just losing their minds as well which is quite funny yeah I weirdly kind uh, of respect him a tiny bit now which has never happened before you've got to respect him you've for that yeah for what him. for that 30 second clip I respect him and it ends there <laughs> and I, I do kind of want to know like the actual circumstances of that 3am call like is that <laughs> Is that after the Chelsea game when all when they're all in that hotel and Klopp's getting on it? Does he just like does he drunk dial Sir Alex? Must have like, been. What happens there? Like, Must have been. I'd like to think now, one of the go? well, I'd like to think one of the players oh. dared him to do it. He was going no 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 no, and then <laughs> half an hour later he's on the blower. Um, how does that conversation go? I mean, Klopp probably wouldn't remember it, so I doubt it lasted long. Yeah. <laughs> I just like I love the idea that like all the top managers just have each other's numbers and, like they all have each other's numbers. Yeah. That is quite that, nice. Find that great. Uh but yeah, it was it was a lovely moment. I mean, it's Sir Alex Ferguson hit the colour of him as well. I mean, that's not really a normal human colour. No, it doesn't look but, healthy. I mean, but, still, um, <laughs> I hope he is. <laughs> yeah, no, I hope he is. I wish him the best. He's a, he's a living legend and it was a lovely Lovely video to see, yeah, and yeah, well deserved top. I mean, there wasn't there wasn't really any other like no. Well, there was for that people were talking about. No, it's the most Chris deserved Wilder, one, maybe ever. Um, Chris Wilder was being touted at one point, but you can't compare to what we've done this season. So well deserved. Yeah. Um, okay, so we'll move on then to the meltdown. Uh, what have people people been talking about on social media this week? I mean, very obviously, with football wrapped up and the trophy in the bag, we're moving on to the more important issues, obviously, of transfers. Everyone loves a good transfer, and Thiago is what's dominating the headlines at the moment. Uh, what's what's the news there, Purdy? Any uh, 
any happenings or how are people reacting to oh, this? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen uh, it's a done deal about six times over the past two weeks. <laughs> I've then seen we've pulled out because we don't want to pay for him. So I've just basically stopped reading it and I'm just going to wait for the announcement if it happens. Even if it doesn't happen, I don't mind because, you know, trust in Klopp, trust in FSG. They're going to make the right decision. Are you... Are you delighted that we're getting rid of the fraud by Naldum as well to replace them with? Oh, I've seen that being described God. as the up, the upgrade of the century. It's <laughs> so depressing. To, we will we will miss Wijnaldum, and people don't realise that. Like, oh, definitely. I think he's a, he's been a phenomenal player. He's not going to go either. Like he will I, just I, stay. I, no, I, re- I I think that is one of the most important bits of uh, of business that. Liverpool need to do this summer is to get him tied down to a new deal because he is he is fundamental in that in that midfield in a way that people don't really recognise because I like I expect it from the sort of the like the talking heads and stuff on Twitter but I saw ESPN I think it was posted the other day like a stat that said he hasn't got a, an assist for something like seventy odd games oh, yeah. and sort of rinsing him for that but it's like it just so what matter. that's not his role in the team yeah i mean he's popped up with i mean on a very basic level he's popped up with some really important goals and his role in that in that midfield is essential in in retaining the ball there's almost no one better exactly and of in the premier league it's just shielding the ball under pressure and giving it to somebody even but, if even yeah, if he doesn't start is. next season and cater sort of steps in like what a backup that is and that's just yeah, exactly why absolutely. we shouldn't let him go and I think he'd be happy to play that role in and out of the team, to be honest. Yeah, but no, it's all about those numbers. And you know, scoring <laughs> 20 a season, with 50, no, exactly. season with 50, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Get him out. Uh, so, uh, looking ahead this week then. Well, instead of looking ahead, we're going to be looking back as it's the end of the season. We thought we'd do our own little end of season awards. Uh, pretty much every Liverpool player is picking up awards at the moment anyway. And Klopp's got his one from last night. Uh, but we thought we'd dish out the most important one so far, which is obviously ours, the Gagan Press Awards. So I'll start with the obvious one then, Ploods. Player of the season, who is it for you? Um, I'm going to go with Sadio Mane. I think any time he doesn't play well up front, we sort of lose lose that attacking momentum. And he's been so class this season in almost every game. He hardly ever drops below a 7 out of 10 for me. So I'll give it to him. Yeah, no, I mean, I like it's kind of annoying because I wanted to to argue with you there. <laughs> You're not really giving me the opportunity here, so we're gonna, to, we're gonna have to work on this dynamic, mate. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, like I think I saw just before the restart, there was a stat that came out that um, that his goals I think had had led directly to 18 points one, which at that point was pretty much the difference in the table between Liverpool and Man City. Wow. A, and it was a league high as well. No player had, had directly won with their goals, you know, more there, points. There you go, big game had. player. Exactly. And I know you can, like, maybe slightly misleading these statistics because everyone's involved in, in everything in a slightly different way. But yes, I agree that he has been, like, he has been the big game player for Liverpool for, for over a year now, especially in an attacking sense. And you mm. just, you're right, you lose something when he's not there, like, coming in from the left. And even with his, like, his goal against, against Newcastle, uh, oh, in the game, so it's such a beautiful goal and such a great example of, of what he does really well. Yeah. Uh, that so, um, have quite are, the same way. are we in agreement here, Mane player of the season? I think I'll give it to you. Yeah, I mean, like the thing is, like you could give it to Henderson, you give it to Van Dijk, you can give it to Trent as well. There's so many options. Uh, but 
you know, I'm going to be boring and just go with you and say Manu. <laughs> Although I kind of, I kind of want to deduct him points just for the, just for his trophy celebrations and the fact that he spent the entire yeah that was phone, that was odd. Really but nice. I'll let him off because he's that good. <laughs> <laughs> that was poor, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Okay, most improved. Who are you having for most improved this season? We're going for the really standard, by the way, sort of under sixteen Sunday League football style awards here. So next up, is yeah, the player of the season. Um, uh, well, it was really hard to pick anyone from the starting eleven because we've been so good for two years. So I'm going to go Curtis Jones because he didn't really feature much last season, and this season, whenever he's played, he's been top class, and obviously sticks it top bins against Everton in the cup. So just default yeah, gets it. Was- yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying because the starting eleven is like you almost they almost can't improve really. It's just they've reached this sort of this plateau yeah. where everything is either the same or slightly down. Uh, but I agree with Jones; has been he's been terrific. I'm glad that he is getting game time now because I was I was kind of worried that he might become this sort of uh, like Harry Wilson figure where he ends up just getting loaned out and they end up trying to take take the money. Off yeah, him. But, I am. Yeah, um, I was like predicting a, a Ben Woodburn sort of scenario. Where he comes in, looks yeah, decent, exactly. and then you would never see him again. Would you also have Cater in this category? Maybe that's the other one I was kind of thinking yeah, of. Yeah, especially. Not... Mm. I mean, he's done well since the restart, but maybe not consistently the way people would have liked throughout the season. The other one that was maybe sort of umming and about was uh, was Joe Gomez, because obviously, I mean, he's been brilliant, but he's suffered with injuries, and then Martic's been ahead of him sometimes, especially last season in, in the Champions League run. Um, but Gomez now has really established himself as Van Dijk's sort of de facto partner, and it would be weird. It's weird when he's not in the starting line now, and you have this. Everyone yeah. has this utmost confidence in him and in Van Dijk as, as a partnership. I'm yeah. wondering if he qualifies. I, well, there, when he when he did play last season, he was very good still. So this is what I'm saying. So <laughs> it's so hard to pick a starting eleven player. So yeah, All Kurt, right. Kurt yeah, me. no. Fine. All right, you go with Jones. I'm going to go with Gomez just to be just to be different. <laughs> cool. Um, next up is manager's player of the year. So not necessarily the best player, but maybe the one that uh, that has um, like the manager has responded best to, or relied on, or yeah. um, I don't know really who's 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 been like Klopp's pet this season. I think the teacher's pet here has got to be Jordan Henderson, and that you can just see that by the way they hug each other and sort of. Crying each other's arms after we win the prim, it's beautiful to see. Yeah, did you see? Uh, did you see the little vid as well of um, when Henderson got uh, football writers? Player? No, 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 no. The, uh... I purposely stood like stayed away from that for now. <laughs> it is amazing because they they like spring it on on him that he's got this video message from Klopp, <sighs> and you can tell that he really doesn't want to listen to it because he knows he's going to like crack up in front of camera. And they show it to him. Oh, anyway. yeah. No, I watched up, the first five it's... seconds and he was like, oh, does this have to be on camera? I was like, nope, I'm out. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's, there is something like amazing. And like, it's like that thing of when you watch um, like people that go off to war and then they come back at the airport and they get reunited with their dogs. Like those YouTube videos. <laughs> yeah. And it, just, it, just, it just makes you well up. It has that sort of same sentiment in it where you just can't help but just get emotional about it. Yeah, the Lalana one as well. Who's oh, talking God, about yeah. Henderson. He's crying about his best mates. Unreal. I <laughs> know. Yeah, uh, it's great. I mean, can you imagine that sort of uh, squad mentality even a few seasons ago? Oh. Like, that's, that's something that, that Klopp has really brought in spades. That you just, like, even in the Rogers era when there was that sort of feeling of togetherness, it just it was never at this level. And it's such a no way. No. I don't think there's been a team at this level for a while where you can see they're actually 
all in it for each other. Leicester, probably the last one. Yeah. Um, manager, say who else? Who else could you have? I mean, James Milner is an obvious one. I mean, his role has been on-field role has been a bit diminished this season. Um, mm. He still he still fills in and does the job, uh, but we sort of see, starting to see him. Uh, I wouldn't say get phased out, but just take on a slightly a slightly uh, lesser role in the team. Which is fair enough. Think, which is fair enough. His age. I mean, I'm I'm sure he's still like just smashing all the bleep tests and stuff in training. <laughs> he could probably keep going for a few years. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, Henderson is probably the one, I think, in that category. Uh, moving on then to players, player. I mean, similar again, but who do you think that the the team has sort of like rallied around this season? Who is the one that they look to? Is there like a particular uh, leader or sort of icon that they have in the team at the moment? I think you have to say Van Dyke here, just because I can't imagine ever playing a Premier League minute without him, considering he's played. The last, however, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, if if the players look around and he's not there, I can't imagine what would happen. So, I think they're they're all in love with him. To be honest, yeah, I mean, and and fair play to them. I mean, the guy is like he's part footballing robot, part Marvel superhero. Yeah, he's <laughs> it's incredible the difference he's made to that team when he came in, in in January, and you know, I like it. Just it was obviously it was inevitable. Everyone thought we were going to end up paying about sixty million. And when, when we ended up playing 75 and there was that sort of murmur of like, oh, you've overpaid there. Is he going to be that good? And oh, we got battered on Twitter by rival fans. Yeah, yeah. And I remember reading like, I think um, I think it was in, in Marca and it was uh, like a sort of Spanish assessment and they were saying like oh, how it's changed uh, transfer values and it's ridiculous because he's not really worth half that. But now <laughs> all defenders are going to be like sort of a similar value. And just to see like how, you know, he not only has matched his price tag, but you know, like essentially doubled it really in terms of his value to that team. It's just, it's just oh, yeah. incredible. Well, when he and when he see... came in, I was thinking, well, that is probably a bit too high, but we desperately need him, so that's fine. And now, yeah. as you say, it's at least double that valuation. And when you see the way the players respond to him, like on the pitch, he's just constantly sort of directing and shouting. He is like the de facto leader. I mean, I don't want to take away anything from Jordan Henderson as captain, but the way that like Van Dijk leads that defense is incredible and then when you see like everything off the pitch as well and all the sort of the, the social videos and everything that they post of him like i don't know either it's like taking free kicks or uh just having a laugh on on zoom chats or there was one like i think it was like about a year ago or something when he they they like attached a ball to the ceiling did you ever see that and he ended up jumping <laughs> oh yeah that was crazy <laughs> it was insane yeah and just all these, these things and you just get a sense that there is just this aura around him and the squad is just sort of completely in love with him. Yeah, he does look uh, one of, one of the most vocal in the change room, and that's a great a great yeah. person to to do that if you're that good. Yeah, and you get the sense that even for whatever reason that Henderson is not there, then you know Van Dijk can just take on that mantle as, as captain and leader with like without without any problems at all. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, annoyingly, another bit of another bit of consensus across there. I mean, Trent <laughs> would be another one that I would say there that like everyone seems to be like fully oh, yeah. behind Trent and. Yeah, you see the rapport that he has with like uh, with Robertson and the rest of the team. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to give it to I'm going to give it to Van Dyke as well for players player. Cool. Uh, moving on, this is a slightly more difficult one, really. Uh, underachiever. Has there been uh, an actual underachiever of the year for you? Well, really? again, definitely not in the starting eleven. So going to look to the bench and probably go Origi here. 
Because after last season's heroics, we're thinking, oh my God, we've got the best backup striker in the world. And then when he's coming this season, he's not really <laughs> affected things. Apart from that wonder goal against Newcastle last game. And yeah, and yeah. he scored against the he scored a double against the Everton didn't he, in December. Yeah, was, oh, what a goal that was, by the way. But what he does, you know, yeah, there's there's two it. moments in the whole season there. And yeah. I was thinking a lot a lot more of him. So disappointing. I get what you're saying. Like I would have liked to see him become uh, a genuine option as like an alternative to to Firmino in that centre role, especially in games where you can see where it's just not it's not quite clicking for Firmino. Just to have him as an option to come on and sort of really genuinely believe that he's gonna. Uh, he's going to score uh, or even, you know, start games. Um, but that that kind of just hasn't really, that hasn't really happened yet. And you, and you see that, you know, that's one of the reasons why the Werner talk was so strong is that because people weren't really considering Aribi as this, as this sort of quality backup player. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's definitely not a major issue. Like we don't need to get rid right now and replace. It's just, no, I, he could do better. I mean, and I still, I still trust him to do so. It's still a Rigi, and to be honest, I would have him till the end of time. Yeah, just on a lifetime. Lifetime, based yeah, on, yeah, based yeah. on last season alone. <laughs> and he seems like such a lovely guy as well. He's another one that everyone, no one seems to have like a bad word to say about him. No, player. well, you can't but, when, yeah, when you're doing that, that. Yeah, it's just a slight sense that uh, yeah, he could maybe have done a little bit more this season. But again, we are very much uh, nitpicking here, aren't we? Oh, big time! And, uh, Go on, then who else? What, who else do you hate? To, <laughs> yeah, to continue picking at that thread, would you say Salah? Would you say Salah has underachieved this season? And <sighs> if you want me to, if you want me to show my workings here, we can say that he scored thirty-two goals first season, got golden boot second season. Like it was. Mm, oh, stop! Uh, I don't. Decline. Thirty-two goals, nineteen goals this season. He got ten assists as well. Obviously, he was still Liverpool's top-scoring player. But is there a sense that he's not this? Uh, like unstoppable goal scorer anymore that he maybe was in the first sort of eighteen months. Of Liverpool. That's harsh. I wouldn't <laughs> underachieved. Underachieved for his standards, maybe, but in the wider game, no, he's been incredible. And I don't know, underachieved yeah. is harsh. I think. Yeah. Why? What do you think? I think when, like personally, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Really, I don't think he has because. When you he, well, he set the record for goals in a 38-game Premier League season in his first year, so after that, it's always going to be it's going to be pretty yeah. much impossible to to maintain those those standards. Uh, but yeah, I was slightly disappointed that he didn't get 20 goals in the Premier League this season, and there were like occasions, especially post restart, where he just didn't look particularly sharp, and he started to get annoyed with himself at missing chances. Yeah, but I'm um, going to let him off for that because we'd already won the Prem, so yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a good position to be in when you're sort of sort of picking holes in your in your striker who's got you know almost twenty goals for three seasons in a row and yeah. won the Premier League in Champions League. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, for me, though, I think I will have underachiever as Shakiri, and it's a similar vein to what you said with with Origi. Like he came mm. in at the start of last season and did really well as a sort of cameo player. Obviously, he scored the goals against Man United and he looked like a sort of decent option off the bench. Uh, then he got injured, obviously, uh, played in the 4-0 over Barcelona. But, I mean, since then, effectively, we haven't really seen him. Uh, he got one one goal this season against against Everton, same game that, uh, that Origi yeah. scored. Um, but other than that, yeah, we've, we've not really seen him at all. Uh, he's not even really been talked about as, a, as an option. And I think it's just sort of taken for granted that he is going to leave this summer. Obviously, he's had fitness issues, but it just seems like it's been a bit of a... 
bit of a disappointing year for him, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird to call him an underachiever when he's played about two games. Um, yeah. And you can't really judge his performances. So is it an attitude thing or just Klopp just not seeing him as that good? So maybe he is underachieving in training, I guess you could say. You do wonder, because you hear, like, there are reports, there have been reports over the last few months of him wanting out, not being happy with his position. And you do wonder whether, like, his, uh, his fitness is, is entirely, like, a physical thing or whether it's sort of more mental but i don't know like yeah again like you say he cost 13 million and he, he played a role for that for last season and yeah like, i'll take that they haven't massively massively needed him this season but i guess he would be the one that i would identify as just saying like mm, i kind of would have liked to see a little bit yeah, more from you that's fair that's fair uh more fun category then more positive note best goal what is best the best goal. goal that we have scored this season um I'm going to go Fabinho against Man City purely because it was against Man City as well and it was a screamer. Um, and the celebration there was utterly insane. Was was that for you as well? Was that the was that the game or the like the moment in which like Liverpool became favourites in that in that title race? Would you say favourites? Yes, but by no means did I think oh we've wrapped it up. Yeah. I just think like the way we started that season, I think, it, um, and it was still relatively tight because it was only a few games in. But just the way that sort of brushed them aside, and with those really um, amazing goals. Um, yeah. I think for me, for me as well, my goal this season would also be in that game. But it was the it was the Salah header when it was uh, it went uh, Alexander. Yeah, that was a that was incredible. Robertson and then like crossfield to Salah and almost about like three or four touches and then it was just Salah's header past Edison into the net and I thought that was that was brilliant as well for me that was probably my favorite goal of the season but yeah that that game and that performance I would I like I'd pick out as being a sort of watershed moment for Liverpool because obviously they've come so close the season before they're the European champions and it just it gave them that huge boost at the start of the season just to say like yes we can do this I know but and we've so... lost leads like that before so by no means <laughs> did I think okay yeah this is it but it but it's happened now, so we can look back at it with hindsight and pretend we knew all along. Exactly, man. <laughs> uh, any other, what other goals would you have in this category? Then is there anything else that you would uh, that you would like to just give a little honourable mention to? Um, Fabinho's against Palace. Um, <laughs> I love real, the guy. Real, real Fabinho standing. Yeah. Over. <laughs> love it. Um, Caters against Chelsea. I'm trying to yeah, think. Yeah, any of. The, any of the Trent free kicks as well, I think, are really, really good. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, Salah as well as uh, Arsenal as well when he's cut in. It's a very sort of classic. Oh, yeah, that was class. Like... But, I mean, when you're coming up against David Luiz, it's hard to give him too much credit. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, I, think, I was watching uh, the match of the day at the weekend as well, and when they did the goal of the season, the only Liverpool goal that had made it uh, well, obviously, because of the way they do it, just one one winner from each month goes to the final vote. Was the was Salah's goal against Newcastle, which obviously is a really good goal. Yeah, it was a good goal, and but the, yeah, I way... saw that. And no, it wasn't Liverpool's best goal of the season. No, there were about <laughs> five or six that came ahead of that. So yeah. weird one. Yeah, it kind of remind remind me of when uh, when Salah won the Pushcast um, <laughs> yeah. Award, just because I, I think like just. Arabic Twitter had just like taken over the vote. <laughs> yeah, but like, that wasn't win. even Salah's best goal, let alone the best goal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know, amazing. Uh, but yeah, no, like if 
like from Liverpool then I think probably you're right either one of the Fabinho goals just just for the like the sheer what a hit moment or the uh, the Salah header as well against Man City just for the occasion and the and the amazing uh, build up yeah it was incredible probably been mine it's a good selection to choose from to be fair definitely uh, going slightly more negative again this is going to be more a more difficult one to use actually in name but worst moment of the season um, I'm going to venture outside the Premier League and go for the obvious Atletico Madrid Adrian disaster class um, yeah. because we actually played so well and for one player to throw it away like that was just crushing what have you made of Adrian this season because like I don't want to like 50-50 the, the mo- I could not sit on the fence more I, yeah, okay, I, I, I don't um... I don't know <laughs> Good and bad. <laughs> because when he, because no one was like no one was expecting him to play as much as he did, and then when Allison got that calf injury at the beginning of the season, it was slightly worrying. Um, but he performed pretty well. I think they didn't keep that many clean sheets when he was there, but he made some good saves. He never really looked like massively out of place. Uh, he, uh, even when Liverpool were getting sort of like these scraping sort of two-one results, he never looked like he was ever really at fault in the Premier League. Uh, no. But yeah, it was just obviously that game and then the, the FA Cup games where he got a bit of a stick. Yeah, I mean, he won he us the Super he, Cup, to be fair. He did. So he started he well and then tailed off drastically. Let's say I that. Don't, like, you can't, I don't know what the expectations are, though, because in a sense, you can't go out and get like an Oblak as your backup goalkeeper. That's just not a realistic thing that can happen. No, but just and don't throw the ball you... to Lorente like four times. <laughs> <laughs> That's the expect. That's yeah, the I mean, bare minimum I'd expect from any goalkeeper in a professional capacity. I mean, you're, you're a hard man to please. You've got higher standards than me. <laughs> um, but yeah, worst moment. I think I would probably go along with that. I was there for the uh, first leg in Madrid when they lost one 0 and it was just such a oh, horrible wow. war, of, horrible war of attrition, where um, Atleti scored within like three minutes, and then they obviously just had that plan of just uh, Sit sitting back. really really deep and really tight and fair enough because you know they had a plan and they executed it really well there's like there's more than one way to win a football game but it was incredibly frustrating as a Liverpool fan to, to sort of sit through that and then the way the second leg panned out obviously was, was not ideal but I kind of got like it didn't bother me that much um, because obviously of what happened last year and I just I kind of felt like it was a bit sort of after Lord Mayor's show where you know we've won it now anyway so <laughs> I thought I like I couldn't care that much about this about this season's Champions League. I mean, next season I guess it'll be it'll be more frustrating if something similar happens. But I feel like the sort of the the after party was still kind of going, whether that's the right thing to say or not. But yeah, it didn't affect me as, as much as it as it might. Have done yeah, I mean, season. you know, there weren't that many bad moments, so you're probably going to have to yeah. say that. <laughs> I mean, the other obvious one is Watford losing the unbeaten run to a team that ended up getting relegated. Is, is a yeah, bit slightly embarrassing. Yeah, and the way they, they played, Liverpool played horribly that day as well. Like, yeah. there was like you look at that. Uh, if you look back now at the uh, the season fixture list, and just there's a just a, a sea of like green W's all the way up to <laughs> to March, and then suddenly it's just that that um, that result which kind of changed things a bit. And obviously, it hasn't been quite the same post lockdown, but obviously there's different reasons for that. But yeah, that was the that was the only sort of real anomaly. Uh, in the Premier League season, I would say, and yeah, Liverpool did play horrendously that day, and I was watching it with a Man United fan as well, which made it slightly worse. <laughs> Never do that, just in case. <laughs> yeah, that's always a bad idea. <laughs> uh, 
let's go let's go back positive again uh best performance of the season what you have in thirds either it's gonna be individual or team performance however you want to however you want to oh okay it. i was gonna say team performance um i'm gonna go with a weird one here i'm gonna go the first half of the salzburg game at home if you remember that <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it yeah. was 3-1 right. but we were all over them and we scored one of the best goals of the season where we're pinging it around and Robertson tucks in at the near post. I've just never, I hadn't yeah, seen us perfect. play that free flowing football until that point in the season. Um, it was just incredible to watch again because it was like the gung ho 2017, 18 Liverpool. Um, it's just lovely to see. Yeah, you're right. And they, they do seem to have a little bit more of that freedom or at least in, uh, yeah, in Europe, they seem to have a little bit more of that freedom, which doesn't come maybe so naturally anymore in the Premier League. But when you when you said that, I was I was thought, almost thought that was last season. That seems like so it was long ago age. I did check that. it before we started this. To be fair, because I can't remember. <laughs> but yeah, uh, for me, I'll go with uh, away at Leicester, Boxing Day, the four yeah. 0 and the sort of Trent Alexander Arnold masterclass, uh, which I think was the the performance of the Premier League season, definitely. Um, because it's like you go, we go into that uh, that Christmas period, uh, December period, like every season, just looking at like how the games come so so thick and fast, and you sort of identify games that you're playing and uh, two or three times a week, and you think, okay, if we drop points here, it's not such a calamity, and okay, we might lose this one, but if we win that one, it's going to be okay. But this season, we just went through that period of whatever it was, eight to ten games, just just winning everything. Crazy. And it was just and picking up a trophy on the way as well. And, yeah, exactly. And having to go to, to was it in Qatar? It was in Qatar, wasn't it? Yeah. Was so was Leicester the first game back uh, after that then? I think it. I think it literally was. Yeah, because it was a. Because it was. Yeah. Right. It was well, that's just crazy. Day, so it would have been. And yeah, to go. And at that point in time, Leicester were the second or second in the Premier League. So to go to the uh, to go away to the second best team in the Premier League and win four 0 on Boxing Day there, after you just come back from pleasure. Qatar. Dream. Boxing Day as well. Yeah, they had all the reasons. They had all the excuses lined up just to put you in like a shitty nil-nil or end up losing. That's when you lose three-nil to Watford. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it. But um, yeah, but it was it was one of the best one of the best Liverpool ones I've seen in absolutely ages. And I think that is right. It put Liverpool something like I don't have the exact details, but it put something like thirteen points clear. Yeah, it was, it was that point where I was like. And I was thinking, yeah, that's that's it. Because I think City might have dropped points as well. Well, City lost to Wolves the next day, and that's when I thought. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I exactly. And they were two 0 up, I think, and they lost three two. They definitely were leading. Funny, Um, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, there was, and I think another strong contender would be the the win over Man United as well. I don't know. Well, it was a good performance. It wasn't like necessarily the best, like. the best scoreline one two 0 obviously with the Salah goal in the last in no, the last kick of the game. We dominated the whole game. Yeah, <laughs> but exactly, it was such a domination, and uh, and what it meant as well because that I think that was the first time that the, the whole like the carpet or the whole whole of Anfield just started thinking we're going to win the league as well. There was that just that belief at that point that yeah this is this is done. This is January, but this is already done. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy and Allison knee sliding the entire length of the pitch pre jokes as well. Yeah. <laughs> That is that is that is a strong contender for my sort of moment of the season. <laughs> just that that goal of uh, Salah brushing off Daniel James, sliding past uh, De Gea, and then oh. yeah, Allison doing sort of Usain Bolt levels, sprint <laughs> hundred yards just to, just to celebrate with him. So good. 
Um, okay, and then uh, finally, then to to conclude with one uh, young player of the season, who would you have as a sort of let's say? Uh, well, I would say under twenty three is normally what this category is, but I don't even know if Trent even counts as under under twenty one as under as a young player anymore. So. If you well, are we not saying Trent? Because I, I haven't thought past Trent, so can I have him, please? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was kind of get, trying to get to think outside the box. But, uh, <laughs> nah, not, not this time. Uh, do you want to? Do you want to? Well, you don't really need to, but do you want to just explain a little bit about why uh, why Trent is your choice? Um, well, how many assists did he get again? Thirteen, fourteen. Uh, I think it was thirteen again, which which broke his own. Uh, uh, Premier League record right last well that's utterly ridiculous as it is but I think what I was most impressed at is his defensive capabilities now I don't remember ever blaming him for a goal and that used to be one of his downfalls and now he looks like a solid yeah. defender I don't think we need I mean, to move him into midfield to be honest ever no definitely not I, I don't really like the idea of that that sort. I kind of I get where it's coming from but I think the fact with Liverpool is that is that the playmakers are the full-backs here and you don't really need to have them centrally the way Liverpool play. It's like the, the central three are sort of at the engine room and they're winning the ball back and they're driving and they're pressing, but the creativity is coming from is coming from the flanks, either from the full-backs or from, uh, from Salah and Mane. So yeah, well, he's practically a midfielder, a right midfielder. Like, that's how you can class yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. Like, if, if, if you looked at his sort of heat map, um, I think it would be incredibly similar to like you know a sort of standard nineties winger like Beckham or Giggs yeah. or somebody like that where they just they're just staying on the touchline and going up and down, and it's the same for for Robertson as well. Um, yeah, and speaking of, of of Beckham as well, like I think genuinely there's never been a player that's been as like legitimately comparable to to Beckham. No, this is the uh, closest like, the, the closest family. we've got in a while, and he's still only twenty one. Yeah, and he's a fullback. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I mean, would you have him then as a legitimate contender for for most improved player? Then you're talking about how he's uh, how he's added like this sort of defensive side, maybe a bit more to his game. He's added the free kicks. Like he was already brilliant. But well, yeah, this is it. He's, this he year. he has improved, but marginally because he's so amazing already. It's, yeah. it's hard to say. Like, I mean, yes, fine, most improved. Like, <laughs> he's. His whole game now, you can't fault him at anything. And I guess last season you could at times. So, yeah, most improved. All right, nice. Nice way to round it up. So we've got player this season. We both agreed on, on Sadio Mane there, I think. But with the caveat that you could probably have about 11 other options yeah. <laughs> if you wanted. Uh, most improved, you said Curtis Jones. I, I went for... Who did I go for? Oh, Joe Gomez, I said. But... Yeah. Uh, but we both decided now that it's actually Fernando like Benarano. <laughs> uh, manager's player is Hendo. Player's player, we went for Van Dijk. Underachiever, mm, maybe a toss-up between Origi and Shakiri. Uh, best goal was either... Help me out here, Perz. Salah or Fabinho in the same game. Uh, Man yeah. City. Well, yeah, it was just that game against Man City. That, that was the best goal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Worst moment was either Atletico or Watford. Watford. Uh, best performance. I'll uh, give you the Leicester shout. Either Leicester or the first. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's go with that. <laughs> Consensus. Away at Leicester on Boxing Day. And young player, we're going for, obviously, Trent. Or, but of the, of the young players then, of the, like, the, the sort of genuine newbies, 
uh, Curtis Jones or Nico Williams? Who would you have? Nico out Williams, of yeah, Harvey Elliott. I think Harvey Elliott is going to yeah. be incredible. Uh, maybe even next year he plays a lot more. Um, yeah, I'd like to because he, he ended up not getting a medal, didn't he? Because he only played like about 10 minutes this season. So yeah, but then I'm thinking it doesn't matter. You'll get it next season, son. Yeah. Does he need better hair, though? That is the, that is the big question. Um, I think it suits him. Or maybe I'm just <laughs> yeah, used to it genuinely. now. Yeah. Is, is it? It's because you've got exactly the same haircut. That's it, mate. Yeah, yeah. Don't no, don't tell people that. Don't. <laughs> Keep the uh, the mystery alive. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you very much, uh, Alex. That's uh, that's all we've got time for this week. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you can drop us a review, it would be very much appreciated. Subscribe if you haven't already. Check out the other podcasts on the Ninety Min uh, Network. And, uh, well, we'll be back with you next Tuesday for uh, more dissection of everything that's going on in the Liverpool world, maybe some transfers, whatever's happening. Uh, say goodbye, Perds. Uh See ya. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> see you next Tuesday. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.